0: Welcome to the daily wrap-up a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24
1: hours Welcome to here and no one is going to arrest putin if needs be we'll go and fetch putin from the airport to his meeting he will address finish all his meetings we'll take him back to the airport we're not going to be told by this hypocrites. Of the international criminal court who know the real violators of human rights who know the murderers of this world that former uh, premier uh, uh, prime minister of uh, tony blair admitted that they made a horrible mistake when it comes to saddam hussein they have not been charged today bush is still there They have not been charged till to date. And then Obama killed Gaddafi. And then nothing has happened. We are here today with Libya being destroyed and unable to recover because of America. We know very well that where NATO gets involved, those are terrorists. We know very well where the U.S. says we are going in to uh, install peace. That place will never know peace as long as America has visited that place. So we don't want uh, ICC's hypocrisy to apply here in our country.
0: Friday, April 7th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. A very, a very limited time, unfortunately, for a thousand different reasons I'm not even going to get into. Camera doesn't work. Then the mic doesn't work. Then I'm logged out of half my platforms. Who cares? We're going to keep doing it no matter what. Probably the same people we just talked about making sure independent media can't do what it needs to do today. But limited time in general, I have to be somewhere at a specific time that I'm going to make sure I'm on time for today. But I wanted to make sure I went through some of this stuff. The reason I'm saying this to start instead of just ignoring that is that I'm going to cut some of the stuff out today, unfortunately. Uh, the World Vaccine Congress I'm going to get to since I wasn't able to the last time. But you'll you'll see what I mean as we go through. I'll probably skip certain things that I was going to watch out, in, including this transgender Canada video, which is really interesting. But we're going to go through a bunch of important stuff today, as always, that I just needed to bring to you. Now, what you just saw was a South African representative speaking on something that literally everybody everywhere knows. Only some people just don't want to admit it. Others pretend it's not there for political reasons. Others just simply don't care about human life and will take whatever's in front of them to achieve their ends. And, you know, and then, of course, you have the The reality is that most of the people in the world today are very, very clearly seeing what the United States government is. And that's not the country. That is not you as an American. That is an entity, a government body that has taken control of something that we pretend you have control of. And we've seen this for a very long time. Now, even if you don't believe in that last part, the reality is whatever you pretend you vote for, or even if you vote for something and it translates into what they do, this stuff still happens. They still justify what they want to achieve in foreign policy. And then right now in your lives and the great reset direction by using all sorts of manipulative tactics we're going to briefly go over today but what he's discussing in 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 part well, there's actually a couple different angles to apply this to obviously we've got the trump indictment discussion which of course is where they want you to focus on right now to be like look at bill clinton and now he didn't get charged and yeah that's a very valid point and i would point that out as well the reality is that it's always politicized, always mul- a two-tier or more multi-tiered system where people who are elitists in, in different groups and different echelons get treated differently. We see this with the way he got treated in regard to his indictment in general. This is also, as he's specifically talking about, the ICC, Putin, and the way that they seemingly, not just the ICC, but that's what he's focusing on, focus on the people that they want to focus on and ignore Their mandate thing, like basically if you're going to say that he's a war criminal. Well, by that exact same definition and 10 times more, you can point at a lot of different leaders of the world today. Leaders. And his point is obvious that what happened to them before? You don't just get to yell that we did it for the right reasons. That's not how the law works, but it does when you're in control of it. You see, and he's pointing out that we know this stuff about Blair, Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden, all of them, if we can see that. But that point goes to the next point. And by the way, again, we're going to get into a lot of important stuff today, including East Palestine and a lot else. Make sure you stay tuned. We're also going to be talking about some censorship on Twitter and the transgender discussion as well as CBDCs, if we can get to it today. But I'm going to play this next video from Bernie's tweets, just showing you exactly what we all seem to know. But, you know, in some cases, people dismiss this because, well, he's kidding. Or, well, that's an important enough topic to where we should change the laws because it's important. You'll see what I mean. This is not just... Oh, I, oh! Actually, let me see, make sure I wasn't uh, showing this. Oh, I, I was just talking about it anyway. Here's the tweet that I got it from, concerned citizen. To go to the next one, this is the tweet. The the image, the video we're about to play. This is Biden speaking, reasonably recently, talking about how well, if if, if it's legal, we'll do it. If it's not, well, we'll change the law and do it. Ha 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 ha! Right? Yeah, it, it, it's actually a joke, but it's not a insincere joke. That is what they'll do. Now, what you can justify it by saying that the, the thing they want to accomplish is just that important. Well, that's just simply a personal opinion and a perception. Plenty of people argue that, you know, abortion should be allowed. Plenty of people argue it shouldn't be. And of course, people will argue to the death that that's what people should be allowed to do. You see, everybody believes their opinion is the most righteous and the most correct. The point is, this is how people view your government if you're in the United States. And they should, because whether they believe it's the best and most righteous thing and therefore they don't care about the law or they just say that so they can circumvent the law. Does it really matter? Shouldn't it matter that we're trying to be better than what we're pretending other bad guys are in the world and using that to justify illegal action against them? This is how people see us because they should. Excuse me, damn it. Them, the government. Even I fall into that trap. You and the country, the people of this country are not the government. Yes, that's what the government comes from. But to pretend that the government needs to be defended because it is the country, that is a big trap that we've
2: all fallen into. If it's legal, we'll do it. We'll do it. If it's not legal, we'll figure out how to change it.
0: Yeah, guys, and that's not just Biden. That's Trump. That's Obama. That's all of them. That is how this game is played, because it's not really about what you think it's about. Now, on that same note, two days ago was the the anniversary of the of the Day in 2010, when WikiLeaks' Julian Assange released Collateral Murder, a video showing a U.S. Apache helicopter murdering 12 people in Baghdad in 2007. Among them, two Reuters journalists. It's amazing to me that a lot of people don't even know this and would push back and say, that can't be real. That didn't really happen. Yeah, it did. And guess who's actually in jail because of that? The person that committed the crime? The people that shot the missiles? The people that allowed it from the top down? Or the person who exposed to you that all of them broke the law? You'd be correct if he voted the last one, and that's Julian Assange. He now faces up to 175 years in prison for exposing to you that your government are criminals. And this is how he gets rewarded for that. On that same note, here is an example of exactly that same point about how, why the world realizes that this is no longer about, you know, maybe bending the rules to achieve freedom. This person asks, rightly, of course, and people will say, but that's a Russian account. Okay, fine. Then you think for yourself. Right? Does, does it matter that it's because it's a Russian account that that's how you want to perceive it, that therefore the statement means it's false? If you think that, you're already lost. It could be false, and so could your government statements. The point is, you look at information as with an open mind with objectivity and ask yourself whether it's correct, regardless of who says it. This person writes, Why is an American meeting with a German to discuss the fate of African nations? It's a valid point. Undersecretary Victoria Newland, you know, <laughs> very trustworthy person, right? pleased to meet with the state minister from germany kat katya cool. okay and she's challenging to the uh, to basically a peace process in ethiopia i, I mean that's a valid point is it not where is the leadership of ethiopia why are they meeting well because you can argue from some longs or sort of like you can argue different you know i don't know like the united states has supposed to has control influence over hawaii over any number of you know in uh, Puerto Rico, <laughs> these areas where just weirdly we still pretend like it makes sense. They just control those areas. Shouldn't they have a right to sovereignty? And yeah, they should. The point is, that's not how the world actually works. It's called, you know, freedom fighting and nation building when it comes from the good guy side. And it's called, uh, you know, ob- uh, occupation and control and sur- surreptitious you know, whatever else they want to throw in. If it's the other guy side, the truth is it's the same thing, but they don't often do it in the same way. Right. I have an issue with any foreign country trying to strong arm anybody else into achieving what they want. Now, there's two things to be said here. In one side of it, you could argue that there's a difference between offering a country a deal that completely is in the best interest of the Russian side, U.S. side, whoever's conducting the deal or China side. But also is beneficial to the nation that they're giving the deal to. And then when they make that deal, even if it's counter to your adversary's agendas, it doesn't mean it's bad for the nation making the deal. You see, the U.S. government would love to, to point at all these alignments with African nations and China, let's say, and say, look, we can't let them be in control. But It's not your decision. If you can prove they're breaking the law and prove that they're strong arming somebody like you often do around the world, then let's talk about that. But what I can see is countries making advantageous deals with foreign countries that the U.S. government doesn't like. Now, if we're more concerned about that U.S. preeminence and their control because that is a means to an end to freedom, as opposed to just literal in the moment actual freedom and sovereignty, then you are being manipulated. Bottom line is we all need to point this out. And this person just says, better just let Russia decide. Thank you for making my point, right? Because it's more concerning to you that Russia might be influential in this point, in this decision, than to actually allow this country to make its own sovereign choices, right? So you don't care about freedom, then you don't care about democracy. You like screaming those words to pretend to say that well, we can't let Russia take control. Who's to say that's even going to happen? You see, that's the assumption. Now, I'm not saying that's the idea of trading one controlling power for another is not what I'm talking about. But to argue that we have to be controlling because they might do it if we don't, that's just a game. And you're childish if you walk right into it, because the only government actually doing this right now is the one you're looking at. Marching around the world and doing this to, to the degree that it's easily provable. Ukraine is an excellent example of a proxy version of that. Now, to talk about Ukraine very quickly in regard to you know Newland and the overlaps and the whole damn thing. Let's make sure we also realize that it's obvious and easy to prove that they're lying and know that they're lying about how these things have gone forward. Like, a, you know, the, the war for freedom in Ukraine. Well, here's another example. And again, here's I'm going to skip this video. You can whoops watch this. For you, watch this for yourselves. It's it, you it's, it, this is what he's talking about. Yet again, Prank you know, the pranksters, they're calling them. So people in Russia probably know this is a state government operation. Wouldn't change the fact that he on the record admits that they lied to you. And this has happened many times. Now, sometimes you've seen these pa- like comedians on TV channels that step in and make this happen and call s- heads of state. And it's amazing. They fall for this, right? Where is the security level? Aren't they supposed to vet these people? <laughs> they just get a phone call directly to the head of state and they go, yeah, didn't you lie about that? It's kind of ridiculous. But the po- and this speaks to the lack of, you know, they're not as omnipotent as we like to make some of them out to be. His point is, bottom line, pretending to be former president per- Petro Poroshenko, Poroshenko They basically asked him specific questions. They discussed with him how together they managed to remove Unokovic and how the Minsk agreements were just a way to pump weapons into Ukraine. You know, the thing we're not supposed to say. And he goes, everyone thought it was Putin who was playing for time. No, we were playing for time to strengthen Ukraine. Listen to it for yourself, guys. Because behind the scenes, when you're not supposed to be on the record, well, they all openly know this stuff. Even if they pretend it's for a greater good, because you're too dumb to understand why this is what needs to happen doesn't matter, though, is it, does it? They're lying to you. And then the truth is, it's not really for some greater good because we're watching this play out. We're watching who it is they're actually arming in Ukraine. They're not the good guys in the situation. Not to say that there might not even be a good guy in the situation, or we should point out that there might not even be a good guy in the situation. But the bottom line is the worst of the worst that I can see, and that is my opinion, is exactly who the U.S. government and the rest of the West is arming in Ukraine right now. That's not to say that Putin good guy, Ukraine bad guy. It is to simply point out that they're openly telling you who they are, and the uh, everything, the government, the United States media apparatus, all of them were telling you this moments before this began, and they just switched their narrative, and we're not supposed to see that. They're terrible, terrible bad people, man, I and mean, it's, it's very obvious. And here is the most embarrassing part about this. So as not just Joe Biden, the United States government has continually been for decades arming these very, very dangerous people in Ukraine. Built them, actually, from the very beginning. Look up Project Aerodynamic. Because it's important to understand. People always laugh at me that I seem to grab this every time I break it up. But you know that a lot of times... That was weird. That was weird. That's strange. So you guys know a lot of times that, like, you know, a lot of the show is off the cuff for me. I just bring up things that pop into my head and so on. But to point out that this, you know, Project Aerodynamic was the CIA operation to build this exact thing in Ukraine, just like they did in Afghanistan for the same purpose when this was first designed was to fight the Soviet Union. It just now it's just developed into continually to fight Russia, but it's the same game and it's their own documentation. It's openly written down. That's how easy these narratives are. If you just care to look for yourself as opposed to buying what they tell you things say, you'll read it and find out, yep, they've been doing this. They built this for that very purpose and they're still doing it. But think about how embarrassing it is. First of all, Joe Biden, the president of the United States writing an op-ed for CNN. I got to admit, that's pretty pathetic. Not only is it pathetic, it's also kind of ridiculous to, so you're just, very blatantly choosing sides like yes because we need to realize that there has never been this fair and balanced illusion they pretend they were cnn fox news remember when the d- the moments ago they were screaming you're crazy to think they weren't democrat and republican channels like they were just we're just we have our leanings but we care about freedom and actually they're now blatantly showing you who they are that they only promote these or that so here's joe biden stepping in again as the president going well yeah cnn that's the one we're democrats either way Joe Biden, to fight anti-Semitism, we must remember speak out and act, you know, says the guy literally arming the most obvious embodiment of the very of Nazism, neo-Nazis, fascism, anywhere you look in the world. And yet here he is on a prominent, if you can even call it that, one of his garbage mainstream channels. Openly saying here's how we need to fight anti-semitism now let's obviously let's make sure we also point out that anti-semitism is an an old school example of altering the definitions of words seeing as how a semite is not a what we palestinians are semites so how in the world can it only be anti-semitism against a jewish person and of course understand it's only certain jewish people because if we start pointing out ethiopian jews you'll find out very quickly they don't consider that the same thing These people are the worst people out there, guys. I'm talking about the ones using politics and racism and bigotry to control your life when they're the ones embodying the most of it. Yes, I am specifically talking about the Zionist regime in Israel, not Jewish people alone. But it does include some Jewish people. It also includes a lot of other people, including Christian Zionists from this country. These are terrible, dangerous people that are openly arming the people in Ukraine and acting like they're fighting what they actually spout constantly. And as I point out here, as Speaker McCarthy meets with Taiwan president, you know, a very, very hugely stated red line from China, just like the very clear, clear stated long, long uh, stated (laughs) red line from from Russia in regard to Ukraine joining NATO. You know, they're just actively doing all the right things for freedom, right? Or are they actively poking everybody in the eye and trying to achieve what they claim they're trying to stop? You can decide for yourself. But as I said, there's really only one rogue government that is actively violating sovereignty, crossing red lines, and violating agreements rampantly around the world. You know this if you're honest with yourself. It doesn't matter what the reasoning is if they're violating agreements, breaking rules, ignoring UN mandates and treaties and everything else. As soon as it matters to them and the agenda, you can scream that it's all for freedom all you want. The truth is being laid bare and the world sees it, guys. This is all about escalation. Now, on to Israel. Robert just wrote about this on the 5th. Why is Israel attacking Syria nearly every day now? Every single time, this is a war crime. There is no way around it. There's no declaration of war. You don't just get, I mean, any other government doing this anywhere in the world would be called out for it. And Israel is is too. The point is that the international body is seemingly too afraid to say anything, and the U.S. government stands up and defends it every time, showing you what they really are. At the very least, hypocrites. But he wrote something I wanted to read you really quickly, because this is continuing. And then we're going to talk about Alaska to begin and then get into some censorship discussion. Perhaps the most concerning development in recent days, Robert writes, has been the U.S.'s decision to reposition its USS George H.W. Bush aircraft carrier closer to Syria. Now This is all which you'll read. You'll I'll write read in a second. This is all coming off the recent little skirmishes that before what happened just recently in Alaska, AXA, excuse me, and and the, the drone and everything else. But what you're going to see very clearly is how this game works. The average person doesn't see anything other than what the corporate media presents to them in a very limited, truncated version of what really happened. Lies, basically. So the very interesting thing is what you'll begin to see always is it's very frequently, if not always, their own actions that become the impetus for why they need to take more action. How in the world does that work? So you do something, they respond, and then you point at their response for more action, which then continues to be a thing, right? That's how this works. But the only one, but again, to point at where it began is kind of how this works. Now, of course, it always ends up pointing, you know, the the media points at where they want you to see and so on. But I digress. Let's go back to this. According to Deputy Pentagon Secretary, Press Secretary Sabrina Singh, Quote, increased attacks from IRGC affiliated groups, Iran, targeting our service members across Syria. Okay, well, is that because Iran, first of all, assuming we know this is Iran affiliate, well, it, it's, a, it's a fine line to realize, of course, in Iraq and Syria, there are groups that are ideologically aligned. That's one thing that are not necessarily just Iran, but there are also Iranian groups that are welcome in Iraq and Syria because they're allies. The only people illegally doing things in these countries are Israel and the United States and the ones supporting them. So, first of all, an affiliated group does not necessarily mean the way they want it to sound. That could literally be the PMU. That is part of their military. Not Iran, but in this country. But then on top of that, if it was Iranians actually on the ground, there's no crime there other than them just saying we don't want that. Well, guess what, Israel, United States, it's not your call. You don't get to decide these things. Except they're trying. And and by de facto, they do because they're forcing it in, but they're the ones being rampantly lawless. But it's saying that they increased atta- the increased attacks from those groups is why this has happened. But they're the ones that initially carried out these attacks, which triggered this kind of back and forth response. And on top of that, no matter whether you agree with that or not, this is the only country illegally occupying the area. So by international law, they are the ones illegally occupying. So anything in response or rather just because of that is armed rebellion. That is illegal. According to the Geneva Conventions, they have that right. So there is no they fire for you're there illegally. Nothing else matters. Same with Palestine, occupied Palestine. But he goes on to say. This he, this here is referring to an escalation, the whole little skirmish they're talking about that started in late March after a drone strike had killed an American contractor, which, by the way, we still get to find out if that's just like like it was the last time this came up, some person who's not, you know, a person who a week ago, got an American citizenship for some kind of intelligence reason that they have located here that's not an American, really. I mean, I shouldn't say it like that. If you have citizenship, you're an American. But the point is, this is more of a game being played. And they say American contractor and Americans think an American part of the military when it turns out it's some Mossad operative that has, you know, U.S. citizenship because they just recently did so. Like, that's how this game is played. Either way, we don't know is the point. And it's weird that that's been kept quiet. So we should be asking whether there's even actually an American contractor. But it says and injured a number of service members to which President Joe Biden claimed a right of defense and directly ordered missile strikes on eastern Syria. Right. Because it makes sense. Right. You have things happening in Iraq. So you bomb Syria because they did this. No, because it's all this. It's this ongoing broad thing against our bad guy Iran which they don't have to prove anything. No declaration of war. You're illegally occupying both countries and you have a right to defense. Everybody sees what's going on here, guys. Their power structure is dying, and now even it's becoming even easier for people to point out how criminal this is. That's, that's why the South African representative is just laying it on the table. These are bad criminals. They are, they've murdered heads of state and nobody cares. Trump literally assassinated Soleimani at the airport or just outside the airport after he showed up at their behest on a diplomatic mission through Saudi Arabia, of course, and they murdered him. The guy who was actually fighting ISIS, not the fake version that the U.S. sells you. It's kind of mind blowing. My point is people can see this now. His right to self-defense, that's the Bethlehem doctrine. That means that that's the Israeli, U.K., U.S., Bethlehem doctrine, which basically cites that they can just bomb people, kill civilians, should they think maybe there might be something that's building against them. They even It's even clearly discussed they don't even need actual evidence. Just the previous indication that they might be acting. Think Iran and the and limpet mines and the boats and all that that blew up out of nowhere because Bolton lied to us all and it ended up being Iranian boats in their own harbors. That's all they need. They just hype a lie and it gets so spun out of control that nobody even thinks to look further. In the corporate media, of course, because they're not real journalists. Anyway, he goes on to say the U.S. claims that the drone was of Iranian origin and launched by an Iran-backed militia, not specifying which one. Of course, they then never proved any of that. Did it even exist? But these are real questions we should ask. But even if it did, what is an Iranian drone? Did you prove that Iran did it? Could it have been a Mossad using an Iran technology? Could it have been anybody else possibly manufacturing that? Well, yeah, that's an obvious possibility. But you see, it doesn't matter. Even if it wasn't even a real drone, they could just say that and move forward. That's all that really matters, guys. Why we don't demand that they prove these things before people get killed is kind of staggering. Interestingly, in response to this, the Syrian Arab army and allied militias then decided to open fire on a number of U.S. bases and are located in northeastern Syria. Right. So is that Iran fighting back or is this Syrian military that just got attacked that just goes, well, we're going to fire back. And then in the name, in the in the image of the corporate media, the way they're fabricating this, that becomes Iran fired back. Then they get to do more. Now we're moving our ships around because Iran bad guy. Is that even what happened? I mean, we really, I mean, Americans everywhere need to stand up and demand, whether it's Biden or Trump or anybody else, that this can't be allowed. And it also shows you how Congress is just, lo- whether they ever cared to begin with, or its Congress is just meaningless at this point if this can happen without any kind of approval. People, you know, if, if a government, if a, if a president carries out an act of war without congressional approval, that should be the biggest deal Ever. There should be an entire, tr- we, this should be broken down in front of the American people until we find out what happened. That's not what's happening. They don't care. A lot of lip service. But here's the interesting part it goes on to say, or was it oh and then decided to open fire a number of bases and it says the u.s admitted that a number of traumatic brain injuries have been inflicted following the syrian military response well isn't that interesting do you remember i already know that i'm taking way too much time on this i want to I, I this is important to me anyway so the point is the brain injury do you remember that remember that whole conversation from when trump's back and forth happened when weirdly enough it was like hundreds of traumatic brain injuries but nobody died right was it was it kind of sonic weapon i mean it doesn't make any sense it wasn't it was missiles and we're supposed to pretend that it was somehow able to get just the right distance away from anybody being killed that caused hundreds of brain injuries we, we get lied to and now suddenly we're having the same thing and don't forget we've already seen oh look a, a helicopter crash where two, two two marines died or two i think it was army members okay well is that just another cover of, we saw this weird you know Surge of helicopter crashes right around after Trump. I'm, I'm just theorizing. I don't know that for sure, but it's interesting that they would never want to admit that people died because of this. Now, very quickly, here is the report from the from the 30th Four attacks on U.S. forces in Syria. Resulted in at least six traumatic brain injuries and only this one contractor of unknown origin died, they say. Well, here's the older report, and this goes back to the first version of, of when Biden was in office. So each time, actually, every time this happens, they report traumatic brain injuries, weirdly with almost never any deaths, except this one contractor the last time. I guess they decided to skip the story Four U.S. members. And this is in 2022 on, in March or April, excuse me, are being evacuated for minor injuries and possible traumatic brain injuries following the early morning attack on the eastern in eastern Syria on the base. Right, and then and then let's go back even further. 2020, same game. The issue has gained more attention since a rocket attack, which again, a rocket attack. You know, the rockets that have no guidance system, half the time that have, and we're supposed to pretend that this was exact. This is what was done. Anyway, just, I don't buy it. No casualties were initially reported, but later brain scans showed more than a hundred service members had TBIs. Remember, at the time, time Trump downplayed it, calling oh a couple of headaches, which even the military pushed back on. I just we're being lied to from everything, from every angle. Now, it looks like at this point, in my opinion, it doesn't even matter if you give your life for your country. They'll just lie about it and say you died in a car crash, died in a helicopter crash. That's my opinion. Obviously, I've made that very clear. But either way, this doesn't really add up to me. Back to this point. Last part of this article, possibly here is that Washington is planning direct strikes against Syria with the USS George W. Bush, which they could claim as a retaliation to the return fire, which is seemingly how they're setting this up. As is normally the case when the U.S. is trying to justify its illegal occupation of Syrian territory, it begins using the excuse that it's fighting ISIS, and suddenly that's being said again. You know, I always make this joke. It's very kind of ISIS to just suddenly not, you know, they've been staying very quiet and patiently waiting for their turn again. You know, nothing's been being done this whole time as they've been waiting for the U.S. to give them attention again, right? Now, suddenly, now that it's useful, guess what? U.S. CENTCOM released a statement on Tuesday claiming they had killed a senior ISIS leader in Syria. What a perfectly timed, organized, really? Certainly possible, I guess. It's nice that they just wait in line for their next turn to be shot at. (laughs) My God. Watch, I I highly recommend you watch the Al-Qaeda documentaries that James Corbett put out to understand where the, the truth is about this. But then we have the Israel's side in regard to Al-Aqsa. Now, the point before we go past this, realize that the Israeli government has continued to bomb Syria as well, as well as the United States. So this is not a one-sided thing. They just continue, the narrative circulates and changes, but what continues the same is their continual bombardment of this country illegally, and plenty of others. But they have assaulted worshippers in Al-Aqsa Mosque. And this threatens multi front war. And it's already, we're already seeing this. We have Lebanon firing rockets. And we, this is, there's been discussions of this from all the different sides that are aware of what's actually going on. They're standing up for the freedom, you know, the, the Hamas's of the world, the Hezbollah's, the group that are, that are framed as terrorist organizations when really they're just movements, popular movements of the locations that are being suppressed by these tyrannical governments, which doesn't mean they don't take action. But realize again, you're talking about an illegally occupied territory, whether we're talking about Gaza, Palestine in general, or any of these locations, Syria, when you're illegally occupied, you have the right to armed rebellion. They don't need to wait for an attack first. You get to rebel, armed. That is that is international law. It's amazing that we can't talk about this, but this is a pretty disgusting reality because now first, I want to point something out. The way this gets framed, there's people that are going around trying to actually argue that this didn't even happen and arguing that there's some kind of fake going around. Now, it's important to point something out. This tweet went out, plenty of people going underground and it doesn't there's there's I mean every single time there's reports on breaking stories the corporate media every single one of them use all sorts of stock images to report on something that's going on why because we all I thought we all knew that in the midst of a breaking story you're likely not going to have imagery from inside of something that's happening right just so that's clear. Now, he says Israeli forces attack and, uh, in, and mass arrest Palestinian worshipers, which did happen in Al-Aqsa Mosque during Ramadan. Armed to the teeth, the same countries that lecture us about human rights. Okay. Now he uses an image of an of a report that seems to have come from 2022, which did happen and is inside the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Okay, so to use the image, which actually did happen, because this is right when this was breaking story, it's to, to argue that that's somehow belit or like dem- undermines the truth of the story is kind of unbelievable. Now, this report is about a very real story, right? And you can see this actually happening of these people being openly beat. There is no explaining that. Right? They, their story is that there were people rioting inside the mosque. That's not what happened. I recommend you read this, this article to understand the full picture. Now, as I understand it, according to Robert and the information he gets from the ground, that we're talking about an arbitrary time that's been set two times a day inside the mosque. Right? Now, not to get too deep in the history, which does very clearly matter the prophecy around the Temple Mount, all the conversation, right, about how this is supposed to be destroyed and rebuilt as a You know, a a holy site for the Jewish people. Now, that's a belief that's very, very clearly held and been written about and talked about a lot. Now, does that mean they have designs to destroy it? Well, you can decide that for yourself. I think it's pretty clear that plenty of them want that. Either way, right now, it is a mosque. Now, despite the fact that it is considered, if not the one of the most holy sites for for Judaism, as well as Christianity and a lot of different religions, including Muslims. Right now, it is a mosque. Okay, so the argument that we should somehow be shutting this down two times a day to allow people into a mosque to essentially pray, like in, in this case, I was going to show you this one here. which is, It says right here that Wednesday morning's incident drew condemnation from across the Arab and Muslim world. Jordan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs condemned the Israel police actions in the strongest terms and called on Israel to immediately remove its forces from the mosque. That's what we're talking about here. Jordan, and understand, Jordan has the custodianship over the Temple Mount. And yet Israel is essentially just just, arbit- just claiming control over it, which is seemingly how this works. And the U.S. doesn't care, even though that's against the law from a lot of different perspectives. Now, Jordan having the custodianship, they're calling this out, saying this is, this is a, a, a crime against humanity. It is. But it says Egypt's foreign ministry, meanwhile, condemned the storming of the mosque by police, saying it has caused numerous injuries among worshipers and devotees. Now, oh, back to my point. So they're arguing that they close this down for two times a day and, and force everybody out, despite that being during Ramadan. The mo- it, You know, if you don't understand, this is just a very holy time for Muslims and during a time when they're supposed to be praying. So this is an arbitrary time at innocent in a in a, in a mosque for Muslims where they're suddenly going, "No, nope, we need to allow the Jewish population in here because you know the bottom line is it's it's arbitrary and it's set to create conflict." Now, even if you disagree with that, then they push in during these times and people are praying and you can prove this with countless amounts of video and testimony. They then just argue that they're rioting inside the mosque and come in without asking or saying and just start firing rubber-corded bullets. This is actually what happened. Throwing in tear gas. And then you saw the group sitting on the ground, huddling, trying to hide beneath plastic chairs with tens, tens of people, tens of IDF in there, beating them with clubs. That is actually what happened. And the media just blindly says, let's all call for peace. Well, these clashes are about keeping peace and the IDF trying to maintain peace. It's unbelievably disgusting that the kind of people like the BBC would allow that, would just blindly toe the line. But it goes on to say the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs calls for restraint following Wednesday's morning raid. This is what they said on Twitter. Violence has no place in a holy site during a holy season. Alarmed by the shocking scenes in Al-Aqsa Mosque and rockets launched from Gaza toward Israel. Are you kidding me? This is even the Palestinian Affairs office. But of course, it's the U.S. It's not what it sounds like. The point is, the rockets were launched because this was an egregious violation. And these are rockets that are largely meaningless in the sense that most of them fell in open territory, open fields is what always seems to happen. But it's more about making a statement. But of course, it's about everybody needs to calm down because both of you are doing things. And that's the cowardly framing. We call for restraint and de-escalation to allow peaceful worship and to protect the sanctity of the holy sites. Over the last two weeks, there have been calls by Jewish extremist groups. And you realize we're talking about like the Religious Zionism Party, the leading group in the government of Israel right now. Jewish extremists are exactly what they are, even according to the ADL, To slaughter goats at the mosque compound as part of an ancient Passover holiday ritual that is no longer practiced by most Jews. So you're talking about these extremist groups that are driving the reason this is happening so they can slaughter goats inside of the mosque, which probably doesn't really work. Like in the context of Christ, like these are, to me, not only does it seem archaic and ridiculous, if we're talking about animal sacrifice at this day and age, inside of a mosque on a very holy site. Does it sound like it's this is appropriate? The mosque compound, frequently a flashpoint intentions tensions, is home to one of Islam's most revered sites, but also the holiest sites in Judaism, known as the Temple Mount. Right. But at the moment, it's a mosque. In a statement Wednesday, Palestinian Authority, Prime Minister uh, Mohammed uh, Satya, condemned the actions of the Israeli police, saying what is happening in Jerusalem is a major crime against worshipers. Quote: Israel does not want to learn from history that Al-Aqsa is for the Palestinians and for all Arabs and Muslims, and that storming a spark it sparked a revolution against the occupation. What's interesting, that's even from from CNN. So back to the point, is that you can see what actually went down, and see them beating people on the grounds. You can see the people being, oh, that's interesting. I am absolutely certain that I added this tweet down here. Son of a gun. I don't know what is going on lately, guys. I'm getting increasingly concerned about the way that yeah, see, it's what in the hell? I just had that loaded. Suddenly, this just pops up. That's pretty strange. Well, in any case, you'll find a bunch of different videos. I'll show you a couple of next. The last one is this is being hidden by Twitter. I mean, do you realize how many gr- gory, nude, and different things we see all the time on Twitter from corporate outlets? But suddenly, when it's about times of Gaza, showing you just a cut on the head. I mean, I shouldn't belittle it. It's a it's a, it's serious. It seems to be hidden by Twitter. Because, oh, you know, it's inappropriate. Seriously? Well, what happened is that these the this is the what they did to people who were simply in prayer. That's where we are. Now here were some of the things I posted. I just want to show you a couple more. This is what Israel Occupation Forces have done to Al-Aqsa in the last 24 hours. Storming in, you can see the grenades popping off. And look, look for yourself and even their videos. You point out a riot they're supposed to be quelling. You're not going to find it. All you're going to find is people leaving, people being attacked, people staying and trying to pray and being beat for doing so. This is what it looks like to live in an authoritarian country. It's what's all it's happening to all of us right now. And no, this is not this is Zionism, right? So people need to understand this. There is a there are plenty of Jewish people in this country that are also attacked. There are plenty of Orthodox Jews in this country that are also attacked and stand up and scream out about the Zionist organization and what it's really doing. Now, to blindly and ignorantly call this all Judaism is just simple ignorance. You cannot deny the fact that there are Jewish people that call out what the Israeli Zionist government is doing. I don't care if that's 1% or 50%. If it's anything, then you're ignorant for calling this all Judaism, period. It is Zionism. Now, yes, that includes Judaism, but it also includes Christians and plenty of other people that also practice the Zionist mentality, right? I mean, my God, if people can't get that by now, then you're choosing to remain ignorant. Now, what's happening here is this is continuing right this is the next day this it's continuing into today now ask yourself what is this still about riots then if they're just continuing to do the same thing at, at at every at you know twice a day no it's about creating conflict and here by the way are an endless line of palestinians who were zip tied on the day this happened and the point is that goes back to the arguments of people screaming that this is fake news because it was an image used at a time when we didn't have any more information from inside or, or rather Images from inside, despite reports from both corporate media and observers saying that's what happened. Right, that's the kind of game that's being played now. But you can see them being marched out, zip tied, as well as the fact that we can see them on the ground in plenty of examples ex- dealing with it. The- I mean, it's just—it's kind of mind blowing. It really is. Now we can see that Lebanon, as Robert predicted, is is in fact using, is is essentially making a statement. Now I asked him about this. Now the reports are. Conflated, some say missiles, some say rockets. At the end of the day, Robert was arguing that this was meant to just be a symbol, uh, make a statement, not take the kind of action that would drive Israel to feel they needed to respond with missiles in kind, right? Nonetheless, they apparently filed dozens of missiles. I hear a lot more from some reports that did, you know, as you can see, hits, hit and land and caused, you know, conversation at the very least. I'm not hearing any reports of death or anything like that. Either way, it's a big deal to see Lebanon and other countries who are making the statement that they're siding, rightly so, with the occupied force. Now here, this is after this, or rather in between the recent ratings of today and what the, the Al-Aqsa raid we just showed you. And this is a a colonial settler shooting a Palestinian child. Why? I mean, you can watch it right here. And guess what happens when this goes on, guys? Almost always nothing. Almost always, despite the fact that that's a crime, no matter where you look. Now, the UN Palestinian Rights Committee has also spoken up, but of course, seeing as how it's the Palestinian Rights Committee, still a part of the UN, it gets zero attention. Big surprise. Saying, we condemn the raid of Israel's security forces inside the Al Aqsa Mosque compound. And this is uh, which resulted in hundreds of Palestinian worshippers beaten, injured and detained while also causing damage to the building of the of the mosque. It's, It's just it's sad, you know, that this can I mean, this is this is the official account for the United Nations G.A. Committee. Now, here is as of today and it's still happening, right? This is not just one event where they had to keep peace. This is being driven. This is on purpose right now clearly a riot right when they're just simply chanting in a place they're supposed to be allowed to be and suddenly and you get you know they all raise their batons and everybody runs away clearly they're rioting right now the only riot is being done by the idf why why does this make sense to anybody Right. This this is a violation in every in every possible stretch of the imagination. It's it's incredible that it's being ignored by the very people yelling that they care about freedom. Right now, AZ, I just added this last minute, by the way, I haven't confirmed. This is reporting Saudi Arabia just decided to end the war in Yemen, according to Reuters. And it looks like, yeah, right here is the reporter's link, which is why I like AZ including this. Saudi led coalition lifts more restrictions on Yemen's imports. Now, whether this is actually going to happen, I just, I find it really hard to believe. I really do. Now, this is just, as always, we've seen numerous examples of this where they basically say peace talks and so on. And then the moment the Houthis, the, the, you know, the, the rebel factions decide to try to go along with the agreement, the, the Saudis push in and take advantage. And then the U.S. government doesn't call that out. And when the Houthis fight back, they go, oh, they violated the peace agreement. It happens every time. So I'm not hopeful, call me a pessimist, but we'll see what happens. If this is a sign of Saudi Arabia getting closer to China and and Iran and and Russia, of course, which will be framed as the worst thing ever, except if it seems to be amounting to less war, you explain for me how that's a bad thing, right? What this seems to suggest, if that is what's happening, is that move is... Removing the need for these unjust, illegal wars of vengeance and, and, and starvation, right? But but yeah, call me call me a, a conspiracy theorist. We'll see what happens. I really hope that comes to an end. One of the most gruesome and ongoing starvation campaigns, and I guess you can call it a war, that I've ever seen, that everyone seems to try to ignore. Now, censorship. Quickly blow past this. I want to just quickly point out that Johnny Vetmore is pointing out that he is... His opinion is that Rumble has communicated with YouTube and gotten his video taken down, which is very compelling. He, he gave me, he explained this to me and it does seem to be very suspect. He says the video was on YouTube for ages, was up for on YouTube for a long time. He uploaded it to rumble. And the moment he hit the publish, the publish button and it, it, it was published on rumble. He th- immediately got a notification from YouTube saying they took it down and gave him a strike. Interesting timing. I must say, Well, you can read about it for yourself or watch the video. It's an important video. That's this is a uh, Johnny speaks about the well, the welcome five, w-e-l-l welcome trust and so on interesting i just i don't i'm very concerned that we're being set up to have the rug pulled out from rumble just like it was on youtube the moment that's necessary but on the note of censorship i found this to be very telling this is from april 1st twitter's open source code actually reveals shocking u.s government can intervene with recommendation algorithm essentially proving what dr uh 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 shoot i'm blanking on a term right now Doctor. hold on that's frustrating i just don't i don't want to say his name wrong she, uh, dr shiva that's what it was i for some reason i was blanking on his name but dr shiva has been speaking up about this as you guys have seen saying that he can prove that the F, the the, uh, the fbi backdoor is still there even under Elon musk and he knows that now what's interesting is they put out the source code part of it telling you don't worry the rest is coming yeah i've heard that before where are the fauci files what happened to the twitter files oh you, what do you mean twitter files what was that <laughs> Yeah, we're all moving on to something new, didn't you know? Yeah, you mean when it didn't actually happen? No source material, no real verification, a bunch of screenshots that really just amounted to what we already knew? Yeah, big surprise. Well, anyway, I hope it happens still, and I'll say I'm wrong when it does. I don't think it will. Same thing. Here's some of the code. Not all of it, though, despite that being the promise. And, turns out, it shows you, as he writes, we um, it says, we needed the government... When needed, the government can intervene with the Twitter algorithm as of right now. He's saying that in fact Twitter ENG even has a class for it. It's called government requested. Check all this for yourself. Now he uh let's see, I had this was highlighted. Let's see where it says um oh yeah, the follow-to-follower follower point. Main point was he identified factors that impact whether or not a user will make the for you. This is all just different ways that you're ranked and upgraded, downgraded. What's interesting to me too, is that this is talking about a reputation score. I mean, isn't, isn't is its that not just social credit, just an a early version of it, but he announced uh, the release of the code on Friday, but ultimately gave some, and he says the rest will follow. Yeah. I mean, again, we've heard that before. Maybe he means it. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows what he says. Discovery of the government requested intervention option in the code follows revelations from the Twitter files. Very interesting the way this is being framed. It's like they can't stop framing this all as the, you know, Twitter saving the day. But wait a minute. How do we not take a moment to realize if that government requested backdoor concept is still there? He knows that and has allowed that. At the very least, allowed it to be there still. So, why is this about some kind of like the way it's being framed is almost like we're discovering that Twitter was never on your side and we're trying to fix that? I don't see that anywhere. I don't even see it. I see this this being picked up by somebody who knows what they're looking at, and then it becomes a story. I'm not seeing any conversation about this on Twitter. Point is, yes, they still have an access to the Twitter right now and have the ability to downrank, upgrade, manipulate your stuff on Twitter under Elon Musk as of right now. Well, I guess that'll just be the next thing we blame on somebody else and the old FBI Twitter employees that are still causing a problem. How long until that excuse stops playing? Well, interestingly enough, we're seeing more in very fun and enjoyable ways watching legacy media get downranked and manipulated in the same ways that other people have been for a long time. Now, I caution against this for the same thing I said the other day. Yes, it's fun to point out how you see these high level, high opinionated, you know, very high opinionated of themselves platforms that are suddenly being, you know, given a taste of their own medicine. But it still amounts to suppression and censorship, does it not? Just because it's justified, because these people have been doing it to others, that's the same thing as every other conversation. We are being incentivized to to enjoy and almost promote the very thing that we moments ago were saying wasn't acceptable, right? Even though it's being done against people that we could all agree are at least part of, you know, if not part of the government being influenced by it, but be careful. This is, this is, what's the right term for this? Um Point, um, Poisoned. I don't know. The the point is, this is not genuine, in my opinion. But NPR CEO has been has slammed Twitter for labeling its account as state affiliated media, which I love. I really do. On a personal note, I think it's hilarious. Not only that, I do agree. I think it is state affiliated media. But why that needs to be applied, whether to RT or anybody, is ridiculous. Right? That the they're sticking their fingers in, trying to dictate how you view these things. That shouldn't be what's happening. People should have accounts. And it's up to you as a grown-up to make your own decisions and read what you think and, and vet what you think you should be reading. If you don't, then that's on you. Period. Not, not because you blame Twitter for not labeling it correctly or blame the government for not showing you what you're supposed to know about them. That's you being an infant, following along with how you're supposed to view things through a lens of control. Now, this, nonetheless, as I said, is still fun because I, I think this is the truth, ultimately, As it says here in a statement to Variety, NPR president and CEO said we were disturbed last night that Twitter has labeled NPR a state affiliated media, which we'll get into the percentages. If it's even one percent, which is what they claim, that's still that. Why would that not still be stated? They're getting funding and potentially influence from the state. So that would technically be accurate, wouldn't it? But we'll get into why it seems interesting. Where are the rest of them? Right. But they're claiming it does not even apply to their own guidelines. Well, let's take a look at what those are and you can decide for yourselves here. Oh, and before we get to that, actually, well, I guess we'll just read it since I just said that. And then we'll read what even the Hill had to say about NPR state affiliated media may not purchase advertisements. So that's probably what they're most concerned with. Right. That you're, now you're going to limit their ability to propagandize you through other memes and, you know, advertisements on twitter and so on but it says this policy extends to individuals reporting on behalf of or who are directly affiliated with such entities now they can't even do so through other intermediaries which i'm sure they still will state affiliated media is defined as outlets where the state exercises control over editorial content through financial resources direct or indirect political pressures and or control over production or distribution That's every single corporate media outlet, as far as I'm concerned. Unlike independent media, state-affiliated media frequently use their news coverage as a means to advance a political agenda. And yeah, even more so. Fox, CNN, literally all of them. But I'm sure people would disagree. But here's what's interesting. The time has come. Defund the hopelessly biased NPR. They're all screaming. It's only 1%, even less. How can that be state media? Well, here's what it says. It's saying it. Uh, old, unfortunately, NPR has abjectly failed in their mission to essentially have a diversity of thought and speech. It says why NPR? Why does NPR still receive taxpayer funds from the government? And why did a country that ostensibly abhor abhors government interference, which is not true, with the free press allocate money to a broadcast news outlet in the first place? Good question. This is, this is from 2022. Take what happened to the—oh, uh, well, I'm going to skip that part. Um, it's basically saying—oh, I, I thought I lost it. I guess it's right here. Now, it says NPR does not receive any direct funding from the U.S. government, but—which is actually that's not even actually true. I believe it's uh, funding that comes from the government, but it's less than 1%, essentially. And it does say it right there. But it's saying, but it does get some funding in the form of dues from local member stations. And in many cases, and here's how the one step removed shell game works. Just wait till we get to the fascist public private partnership everywhere, which is already what's happening. Then it'll become impossible to see. What it's saying is, in many cases, those member stations receive federal funds. So it's just one step removed and grants provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting in 2021 alone. CPB appropriated nearly seventy million dollars in grants via member stations. So, what the point is? You can argue we only get one percent, but the, the bulk of what you do get from these other stations, they're the one that money comes from the government. So it's just one step removed. And it says federal funding is essentially is essential to public ra- radio's service to the American public, according to their own website. So, just to be clear, they're saying that funding from the government, which we're kind of disputing right now, is essential to what NPR does. Presently, it says, quote, NPR receives funding for less than 1% of its budget directly from the federal government, but receives almost 10% of its budget from federal, state, and local governments indirectly. Now, that's publicly stated. How much you want to bet when you really get nitpicky about it is probably most of it. That's my opinion. But this is according to InfluenceWatch.org, which rates. NPR is a left of center outlet, but it says, so if that's the case, why exactly are taxpayer dollars involved at all, right? This is a good question. NPR appears to be solvent without any help from Uncle Sam. So what is that money actually doing? I mean, that's a very valid question. If they don't need that money and they're supposed to be independent of the government, why is that happening at all? I think we know why, guys. I mean, I'm not trying to assume we should not, we don't know for sure. But I think we kind of have an indication about what these groups really do and what they are there for. But it says, according to Pew Research, and this is where I give a good indication, the audiences of NPR and PBS are among the most liberal in America. And you can make the same argument about the most conservative in America. They have an audience they strive for. Now, it says 72% of NPR's audience describe themselves as consistently liberal, while 71% of PBS's audience describe themselves the same way. PBS also receives federal funding. NPR remains media for instructional, educational, and cultural purposes, but has clearly failed its mission to speak with many voices. So this is is a right-on-top-of-the-surface conversation about NPR last year. Now, we could go so much deeper and and show you all of the weird. and like The point is, guys, these platforms have been influenced, even when they don't even realize it, from governments, Uh, both abroad and the United States. But realize what we're talking about right now is clearly state-affiliated media. There's really no question here. So they're just really upset that this is happening to them, as you can see. U.S. state. I love it. I mean, I don't want it to happen anywhere. From a personal note, I think it's hilarious because they're getting a taste of their own medicine, right? But here's something somebody points out that I agree with. So why is NPR being labeled as U.S. state media, but the actual U.S. state media aren't? I mean, look, you could dispute whether one's actual or not. But if we really want to make, you know, undeniable state media, Voice of America, Radio Free, everything, Europe, Asia, like those are straight up state government propaganda outlets. And, and this is as clear as you want to get. This is like the National Endowment for Democracy of the media side. That's what these are about. But so it's weird, right? Why would only one get it? Maybe there'll be more coming. I think all of them should go away. But I think ultimately what this comes down to is allowing us from the other side of this to be like, yeah, give it to them too. And all it really does is cement further that this is the way it's supposed to be. That someone at the top of something gets to decide for you what these things are. It may feel right in the moment, but trust me, this is a wrong thing and it's driving us to support that wrong thing. That's how this game is played. Now, I think all of this is driving in the direction of the whole MAGA trap discussion. Twitter and Elon and the whole thing are trying to set people up to basically drive, like like I made the point about transgender and the Second Amendment, it's the same game. Suddenly you got people on the right who are screaming that people shouldn't be allowed to have guns. It's just like, how do you not see how you're being gamed? It's everywhere right now. And that's one thing I'm very concerned about is this is happening a lot is that there's a lot of these people out here who are either very publicly and on purpose pretending to be one side or the other. What I mean on purpose, there's a lot of them that like a left person who dresses up at the right to make a statement and people on the right who dress up like a liberal to show you how crazy they are lying for your truth, a, a, you know, art installation. I mean, you can take it how you want, but what's interesting is there are, there are aspects of this that are meant to be taken seriously. People that are actually trying, like we saw with January 6th, where the pre- Antifa members or people part of these left movements are on the record saying they tricked them. That's real. That is happening. And I believe part of this is what we need to be asking right now is, is that what we're seeing everywhere? Here's an example of this guy driving this bike kind of, you know, in very faux fashion, dressed up like the the QAnon shaman or whatever people are calling him. And what's interesting is how this is framed. Now, let's watch it first. It's just this guy getting, you know, screaming things like he's a right person now a lot of people might not realize that they might watch think look at him and go that's the crazy right the same way people will do for the left any other way this goes but watch this real quick
3: Ah. no bitch
1: nah
0: nah no you're not someone slid a skateboard under his under his bike He gets up to run after him. The point is, this guy's saying, I'm with you. He's kind of, I guess, kind of pretending like he's with the people walking in regard to, you know, right-leaning discussions. Well, here's what the conversation says. The person says, make America pancakes again. Like, just, I guess, making fun of the fact that this guy got attacked. Now, if you read into this and you look at the account, it's clear that this guy is a left-leaning entity who is making fun because he thinks, you know, stupid Republicans make America great again. Make a pancake. He's making fun, right? Well, this person chimes in and says, this is actual evidence of blatant assault, which it is, regardless of what side you're on. Did you even see the skateboard that was purposely placed under the bike? That guy could have had his neck broken. Are you here? You know, the tolerable left. Disgusting. It's a fair point. But you know, same kind of hyperbolic things on both sides of this. But this person points something interesting out, which you can look further. And it does appear to be the case. This guy riding the bike as a lefty posing as MAGA, which again is pretty clear with the dumb, down slanting horns. And the he's like a character, like a cartoonish version of what this is happening on both sides right now. And people fall for. People don't care to look further, right? When you see somebody out there pretending to be a crazy left lunatic, they want to go, see, that's what you all are because it gets clicks and talked about. And it could be the government, it could be a right-leaning person. You know, I, I don't know why we can't ask those questions. But he says, if that's the case, then it's exactly what they want. I agree. For us to incite violence so that they can have an excuse to say that we were domestic terrorists. They are literally holding us hostage. If we act like them, this is nation will be done for. But the problem is it's not act like them. There are plenty of people on the right that are acting like that. And same on the left. The point is you're trying, both sides are trying to be driven to take violent action. More so point to the right, as far as I'm concerned right now. But he says, you should get really mad about this, probably. I think it's worth your time and energy to get really mad. So just basically proving his point, right? Exactly. Now, the point here is this is somebody who does appear to be a lefty pretending to be somebody in the right. And, you know, yeah, screw You know, it, people just don't care. They're falling into this trap. Here's one you probably all saw. This person, of course, from this Mags account says, she's wanting Trump supporters to attack her. Now, as far as I could tell, that doesn't even seem to be the case. Apparently, this person has been doing this in this area for a long time, like long before this recent surge of back and forth politics. But nonetheless, what is this actually supposed to be? The point is, here's how people are taking it. The right, and again, in quotes, whatever they're calling the right today, says this is a typical left wing nut trying to instigate violence. Certainly could be. The left, in quotes, says this is the right wing pretending to be the left. Certainly could be. Those not lost in the two-party illusion say likely the government trying to get both sides both lost sides to attack each other. Now, I'm not trying to say that those that can see through the two-party illusion are all, you know, like, better than and we see how dumb they all are. Like, to some degree, if you're still trapped in that, I do feel that way. If you can't see past how obvious this is being played, I don't think you want to. Nonetheless, it doesn't mean we have a lock on everything that's going on. And here, I think what's interesting is this very well could just be somebody who's not involved in any of it, just making an interest. He's been making the statement for a long time, or it could in fact be one of those possibilities, all of them. But here's what I want you to think about. This person makes a great point. This is just a bit, ba- I'll just read, I'll just tell you it's, I don't, as they say, it's not really from Mark Twain, which I'm not sure, but the quote I've heard before, right? If you take a hundred fire ants and put them in a jar and you put a hundred black fi- ants in that same jar and you leave them there. Now again, I don't even know if this is real. It's, just, it's an analogy. Then, then nothing happens, right? But if you take that same jar and put both hundred of ants in there and shake the jar violently and set it back down, well, they'll begin killing each other. Now, of course, inside the jar, the fire ants think the black ants are the problem, right? The black ants think the fire ants are the problem. But the real point is that the person who shook the jar is the one who's actually the problem. That's how we have to, be see- we have to view what's going on today, guys, that we're being shaken right now. They're trying to drive you guys against each other. And if you can't see that, you're going to get played. Now watch this person really quickly and we'll and we'll kind of make a couple points about it.
3: Why are you going in here and calling uh, all the white people in here racist? No, I'm calling them dumb Republicans. No, you're calling them racist. Yeah, you're, you're calling them white all, all white racists. people are racist. Do you, do you all people all people white people are, are fucking racist. No. Why are you racist? trying to instigate violence right
2: now? Because I'm black and I like violence. Yeah. I'm an animal. So, I'm so, an animal. I'm a black animal. Not I'm, not a, animal. Not I'm not a, not a black animal. Let's kill all white people.
0: Now, is she trying to make fun of the extreme nature of the left? Or is that a, a left person who really thinks that? Or is it a right person pretending to be what the left thinks? Or, you know, I mean, think about how crazy this is. And yet, it's it, everyone's taking it exactly how they want and nobody cares to look further. That's how this, this is being put in front of you and everyone's taking the bait. Now, one of those things could very well be true. But what's interesting is that it seems that this and people are commenting about it. Somebody has been doing this for a while. Saw them in New York at wall before all of this, doing this before it, and so on. But uh, there was one thing. Hold on, what you say? I like
2: violence. Yeah. I'm an animal. So I'm an animal. I'm a black animal. <laughs> I'm a black animal. Let's kill all white people. Yeah, baby. So Biden 2024? Biden 2024? I remember Biden. Why, why I'm not credit 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 Biden but-
0: First of all, you see my point. So she says it. And the person responds in a, basically a question, Biden 2024, and then says something else. But of course, this person steps in and just goes, see, see, Biden, this is what you support. That's Biden. Is that the truth? Are you a journalist? Do you care? No, because it's all about getting a click, getting a you know clickbait story that everyone's going to share and talk, which happened, right? Because this is outlandish. Watch. Biden needs a
2: Biden, 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 Biden. I didn't got- Biden 2024. 2024.
0: I don't know what she's saying. Kraken Barney 2024? She's clearly not saying Biden, unless there's some kind of meaning there I'm missing. But of course, nonetheless. See, 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 that's Biden. They just don't want they don't care. They don't want to know. And she could be right. I'm not saying she's not. And, bitch.
2: Hey, you ever seen performance art? Obviously not, because, because you know, my manager. You know, you to to no my fucking manager. TV. This is called a fucking reform- manager. Fuck, reform- Fuck the reform- white people. I'm a motherfucking animal.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. See, it's Crackhead and Barney. That's apparently her name, and she's saying tagger. So she didn't actually say Biden twenty twenty four, but of course, it didn't matter to the person who wanted to make that point and just, just ran right over the top and made that point. You know. So the point is, it's she—they're calling it a uh, performance art. Right, so if it is performance arts, then doesn't that matter? Is, is this person maybe seeing through all of them and just trying to make a statement? You know, Mike, again for the fourth time, it doesn't matter. People want to make the point they want, so they make the point they want. Truth seems to be a byproduct of what's going on in the two-party paradigm today, but we fall for it, seemingly fall for it, no problem. Now to kind of talk about now, weirdly enough, for some, this is being over, over. I guess, blended with the trans conversation, which, frankly, I don't know why, right? This is just a person dressed in an outlandish dress, you know, with a wig, and it's it's a woman, not dressed as a man, but yet, nonetheless, you read a comment, everyone, oh, the trans community, because they're taking the bait, right? Because you want to believe that every single trans person is people that look like this, which we're going to get into in a minute. This is the cartoonish version of the drag queen dancing. The reality is, guys, there are plenty of people out there who are trans. Now, you, I, you can decide for yourself whether or not it's the majority or not, or you could think I'm completely wrong. It's up to you, but I know them. There are people in this community that I know. And, you know, I don't even say dress normal. The dress like we would, as you would think most people would dress, make that normal if you want. The bottom line is this is a, an outlandish version of that. With the incredible crazy makeup, these people look like, you know, like some kind of horror movie. That's my opinion. You can call that offensive if you want. The bottom line is that's not all of them. That's a, this is as stupid as saying here's a black person or a white person that does this. That means every one of them act the same way. Why don't we see how stupid that is? The problem, though, is that people are taking the bait. People at the top of this conversation are using that to manipulate the rest of them because they have an agenda here. And what you'll see, I point this out about this crazy person. Right. Like, and I say that in the sense of, like, you know, again, remember, she's at least as it appears, she's trying to be crazy. She's trying to make an art installation or a statement or whatever. And this person says, if only there was a way to tell if somebody was mentally ill. Right. As kind of making a joke, like, well, clearly the problem. The pro- OK, but he- this is the problem here, guys. We're taking this off of our own perceptions based on a video. As I said, have you ever heard of oppositional defiance disorder? Now, if you guys don't know, it's a real thing or a real made up thing as far as I'm concerned. But it says, well, the government considers it a mental illness. You can read the, the information about it right here. It's called ODD. It basically means you don't listen to the government, the authority. The movement, excuse me, the moment that we play that game, whether it's about trans or anything else that we lose, which is likely why we are being driven to play with stuff like this, right? They want you to go, now, crazy trans people, lunatics out of their mind, which maybe, maybe you're right. The bottom line though, is that if you get, that you allow them to start dictating what your rights are based on perceived mental illness, then guess what's happening next? everything to you because you're against the government. You didn't think this, you don't have a passport. You didn't get your injection. Suddenly you're the same. You're just the same. Now here is a very, very concerning. I'm going to skip. I was going to watch through this actually, almost the entire thing. Cause it's very, very concerning to me, but we are just going to watch the one clip. The interest of time. Now, Christopher points out Canadian politician, Christian Wong Tam, who uses pseudo pronouns, they, they, and them proposes legislation to criminalize offensive remarks this is not made up. This is not being uh, out, out misrepresented. They are literally trying to criminalize saying something that offends so a subjective opinion based on what you meant. Like, right, I could assume you could accidentally do this. They try to argue that there's rules about that. But again, prove to me that I meant it or on purpose or didn't know or it was an accident. That's all subjective based on their perception, which is clearly more important than the law. But they're saying you can't make offensive remarks within 100 meters of... Now, this isn't just drag queen story time. They're talking about any of these community organization, like any number of things. If they just arbitrarily decide this is one of these areas, then you're not allowed within 100 meters to say something that they deem inappropriate, insulting, whatever. doesn't matter what you think about that. It doesn't matter if you agree with it. That's not free speech. That is literally, aggressively... Stepping on the idea that you have... This is arbitrary. The next thing, it's going to be about vaccines. Next thing after that, it's going to be about climate change. You're not allowed to say these things. This is literally Orwellian. They want to eliminate free speech and turn normal people into criminals. Now, I mean, how much more stupid does this need to get? The 2SLGBTQI plus community? Like if it's... I mean, this is... You realize there are people that even dispute that. I've seen some of them, and I'm not making... I don't mean the joke ones. Like people that are literally that are 14 characters long. So does that make them bigots because they didn't include the ones they want? Probably in the minds of some because that's how ridiculous this gets. The problem with this is that they've allowed it to be whatever. There is no end to it. Here's what they have to say.
2: It enables the Attorney General to create a 2SLGBTQI+ community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic transphobic act of intimidation threat offensive threat okay so now
0: if you go out there and just have a different opinion and simply want to go out and, and actually act with your rights and say i don't agree with this that's a homophobic point because they know you feel a certain way right because they could prove it no you're not allowed to have a different opinion. That's what this boils down to if it gets too close to the thing they're protecting. So you're not allowed to think that these people aren't allowed to do X, Y, and Z. Now, suddenly, everything, that, their, their rights, it, it, this gets expands beyond the normal, right? So that this is their point, is there are special rights now. That's not how this works. Human rights and the law, period. You're no different than anybody else. You have just the same rights as everybody else. And you always have the ra- The idea that somehow by not allowing new things to pass, that you're somehow not allowing them the same rights. That is a game. And everybody honest knows
2: that. Threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance and distribution of
0: so you can't protest. You don't have a right to protest if it's in one of these areas.
2: Hate propaganda within the meaning of the con- uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. Wow. So-
0: Think about that. This is in Canada. This is actually happening. Now, to show you something really quickly to understand this now this is of course right now it's going to be framed as bigoted and hateful realize that the tennessee law at the very least it's about adult cabaret and over sexualization of children the idea that they make it about trans people is the way they're confusing everybody it's the way they're manipulating everybody a trans person reading a book that's not over sexualizing anything i i nobody appears to have a problem with that other than people who actually just hate people for being what they are that's my opinion You can argue all day long that it's against God or that they're mentally ill. That's your opinion. You have a right to say that. The bottom line is the bill, the actual legislation does not meant it's talking about adult cabaret. If you have a problem with a person who may in fact be trans that's dressed like anybody else out in the street, reading a book to people, I would I think that's problematic personally. But you have a right to say that you have a right to stand up and you have you have a right to protest outside the building. If you disagree with it, that's your right. The interesting part about this, though, is that what they're trying to frame is people that are actively saying we don't agree with the oversexualization part of this. And then in some ways, just saying the trans movement is a problem. Well, look, I would be the first to point out that that is sweeping in people that may not be part of what you're saying is this movement, right? But here, let me explain for you why this conflation is even happening, because there is a game being played. Somebody points this out. Why are people really protesting about LGBTQ material in the children's sections of libraries? Now, you hear that question, someone's going to say, well, because they hate these people. Well, maybe, maybe in some degree. But when you find out that some of these books that are being put in front of your children have wildly sexualized content in them, then, then you realize, well, the crux of the issue is, in fact, the over-sexualization of children, even if they may not know that. It says, if you don't like graphic, uh, graphical threads, then I'd probably stop reading now. Now, I'm going to go through this quickly. Now the point is, they show the actual make the, the the display of books that are listed in the child area, then goes on to literally prove to you that some of these books have really disconcerting things inside of them. This book is it's called this book is gay instructs the reader on how to download gay hookup apps and graphically outlines how to perform multiple sex acts. Do you think that's appropriate about for, from any angle, from any ideological belief, to put in front of a child? Right. Would it be okay for a guy to do that for a man who's a a straight man to write a book about children having sex act? Obviously not. So why is this acceptable? Because we're being manipulated, guys. Now, that doesn't mean that every trans person wants this. It doesn't mean every gay person wants this. It doesn't mean that every single person, every book about trans stuff is about this. The problem is that we're being played. And what it does is creates the division. It makes everybody on one side who blindly follows the, the partisan propaganda to hate every single trans person, which they then use to justify you as bigoted, hateful, and aggressive, and potentially violent. Domestic terrorism. That's where this goes. Don't take the bait. On the other side is the same game. Same thing. Now you can look through this for yourself, guys. It's pretty messed up. Not every single one of them, but a lot of the stuff that you'll find in these things bothers me. But as I said, like Gillette's commercial on toxic masculinity, and as Bush, after as you might have seen, uh, works with uh, Delaney. Delaney, I think, is the ki- the guy's name. In regard to Bud Light, I don't care. Do what you want. That's their that's their prerogative as a company. But the point is, they then need to take the accept the fallout. It doesn't matter if it's about trans or this or that. <clears throat> it's the it's the equivalent of selling a male product and pushing feminine things. That's not that's not what I'm saying is happening here. But to make it simple for someone to understand, why would you sell? Why would you make a point to push something that is counterintuitive that literally undermines your business model, right? Because Anheuser Bush they know their core demographic, men, as well as the fact that as I said, Gillette. With their commercial about toxic masculinity, Gillette is largely a male razor company. Yes, they have women's razors, but you can look at the demographics of what they sell. It's easy. So why would they do that? It's a good question. They said they must have known this would hurt Bud Light's bottom line by ostracizing its core demographic, which is clearly happening. They did it. Here's the result. It is really, is it really just about virtue signaling? Something tells me it's more than that. Now, in this point, I'm not saying that it's wrong for Budweiser or anybody else to make an agreement with a transgender person. My point is they must know that that will hurt their bottom line because other people would not be okay with that, regardless of what you think, whether that's right or wrong, because here is Travis Tritt. We saw uh, kid rock and plenty of others saying he'll be deleting all of his anheuser Bush products from his tour hospitality rider. Somebody made a point though, that if you're still going to go play at all these Anheuser-Busch auditoriums and so on, you're still not really, you know, you're still playing the game, but Oh, wait, this, uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's right. I wasn't going to get into it. That just a point somebody made about, about GMO and glyphosate and how it affects you. I, I agree. I just didn't want to, it's too much to get into today. But as James Lindsay points out, you want to know why Bud Light's teaming up with Dylan Mulvaney? It's not hard to, it's not hard to explain. Now, please take the time to go through this. I'm going to try to rush through the end here. The point is that you can see the whole ESG direction, Anheuser-Busch and their CEI, basically their, what was it called again, their corporate uh, equity, equality index. It's all of this stuff. It's it's the whole woke direction that's driving ESG and sustainable development, and none of it's really about what they say it's about. The point is that Budweiser is being pressured rather by Anheuser-Busch to do this. It says, we also look at whether a company is speaking out in the public square to advocate LGBT equality. Why does that matter? Why should they be forced to do something politically in order to get funding and advertising? Because that's how we are being played on a massive scale right now. The main point was, it's truly very little mystery to this, which makes it frustrating to see so many prominent people who think they know how stuff works completely clueless to it. They're under the threat of a mafia, like every major corporation in the ESG economy. They're being basically strong-armed into doing this. And when when it destroys their profit model, they don't care. They're being driven to do so. Now, lastly, on this point, in regard to the division tactics and the MAGA trap point, I just want to make sure people saw that RFK Jr. has now filed to run for president as a Democrat, which makes me very, very unhappy. That does not mean by default that he's somehow not on your side. I don't know, but I will tell you right now that that's a for me that's a huge step in the wrong direction. It does make me question that, and it should be okay, right? Like, look from my perspective, I was just saying this. If I was running for office, I would it wouldn't insult me to come out and go. Well, I don't know. I don't trust you, Ryan. I don't know if you're doing the right thing. Good, good. I don't, it shouldn't be about trust. Look at my policy, right? Look at what I want to accomplish, and then hold me accountable to it. If I don't, then you can say whatever you want. You can anyway, right? So my point in saying that is it should be acceptable e- even from RFK's position to to want you to question what he's saying. You want you to ask, is he actually on your side? does him running as a Democrat make him controlled opposition. You should be able to ask these questions. And if we are truly honest people, we should advocate for that. Now, I want to believe that. I want to believe that he's doing the right thing. Now, I don't understand why he would run as Democrat, right? Why he would step into a knowingly corrupt institution organization when you're arguably pushing back against most of what they're fighting for. I don't understand that. Why you wouldn't run third party maybe he got convinced by his partially normally audience and people on his wife's side maybe they convinced him that was the only way to make it maybe now that's always the, the the poisoned logic from the side of people that can't see through the broken system that's my opinion but we'll have to wait and see what happens i hate to say it but you know if you win as a democrat it's going to even you know but again it doesn't we shouldn't there should be no trust here guys for anybody it should always be questioned every step along the way and hold them accountable to their actions versus what they said they would do Now, the reason I bring it up is because I'm just worried that if, even if he's the honest person that we want to believe he is, that this is going to be used. It's interesting that now you see Trump versus DeSantis on one side and RFK versus Biden on the other. It's like it's still the same two party paradigm that just wants you to think, oh, but is it okay if we give you two options on other sides? Could you, will you shut up then if we pretend you've got four choices? It's like, I know, who knows how this is going, but I'm skeptical. And here's an interesting dynamic to all of this Reed Cloverdale points out at this point, I plan to vote for RFK in the primary. However, if he has no shot by next February, I'll vote for Trump in the primary. If it's Biden versus DeSantis, I don't see a strong argument for voting. Interesting take, right? I kind of agree with the bottom part no matter what. I don't know why we still think the system is even usable. But if you see people, and one point that it shows you is that a lot of these people have been consistently not left or right. They just vote the way they see if they still believe the vote's going to make a difference. But you are going to see a lot of conflicted people where you have on one side, you got Republicans split between DeSantis and Trump, right? On the And then on the other side, you got people that are like, well, RFK seems to be v- more outspoken than anybody against CBDCs, against the, the technocrats in the vaccine conversation, but yet he's running Democrat. So what are you going to do? On Repo- I mean, it's very confusing and interesting, maybe on purpose. I just don't get it. I re- If he would, I mean, you can go back as far as you want right now. It, it, Tulsi, if she would have run third party, she probably would have won, right? If, any number of these people, if they run third party, it's like a shoe in in my mind that people would vote for them. But I don't think that tells me that there's some part of the system that's keeping them tapped into it, which concerns me. It really does. Now, I've just talked about the idea of vinyl chloride being found in this woman's urine which is just unbelievable to me. And yes, it's real. This woman just recently found vinyl chloride and benzene in her urine. Who knows if the, I, I, they, I don't, they didn't seem to test for dioxin. So who knows what level that's at. But this situation is still going on. This still being the getting sick. The CDC can go there and half the people get sick. It's amazing to me that this is still happening. And yet people are just pushing it aside. Council on Foreign Relations comes out. The recent flurry of high profile derailments, including a disaster in East Palestine, has increased scrutiny over the industry's safety record. Accelerating consolidation. Oh, great. So you mean the problem is being used by the people in control to make a situation more advantageous for themselves? Shocking. Either way, pointing to the very thing they want you to see now that's been there for the whole time. Here is the EPA literally speaking up about misinformation. As people are still getting sick, right? This woman literally finds the chemical in her urine. The Guardian itself says, past safe limits. And here's what the EPA is telling you as of the 5th. We discover that social media is playing a role in this emergency in ways that may not have been quite so evident in the past. There are Facebook sites that, where those ad- admitted to the group share their stories and concerns with other communities. Sort of like the vaccine side effects they still dismiss, Right. Oh, no. Even people are going online and saying, I'm still vomiting every day. Additionally, some repost misinformation pieces. Which ones are those? You mean all the things you keep pretending aren't happening, which have been created by some outside the community? Right. So people are reporting what's happening. Like Texas A&M are saying, yo, they're lying to you. We did our test and it's way worse than they're saying. That's called misinformation to the EPA. Shore said we learned about one website reportedly pushing out conspiracy stories about train derailment, about the train derailment, and utilizing artificial intelligence to hide the source of the story. What does that even mean? Utilizing artificial intelligence to hide the source of the story? I don't think she knows what she's talking about. That sounds like the government, if you're talking about anything. But for someone to post and not put source material? Artificial intelligence to hide the source? Or they're just making things up? I mean, the way they're framing this seems very strange to me. Additionally, she said the Guardian had a story about Russian bots creating. Also, now Russia's lying about East Palestine. Of course they are. I guess she missed this story, though, also from the Guardian, literally saying cancer causing chemicals far, far above safe limit. I guess she missed that one, though, right? I mean, I can't even believe they have the nerve to come out and tell you that you're being misled. You're being lied to as you're vomiting and blood coming out of your nose. And I mean, seriously, that's happening today. Quote, professional journalism has a system of fact checking and making sure your sources are reliable. Oh, do they? Sure. Thank you, EPA. Thank you for lying to us about how blatantly the the, the corporate media runs with fake stories and no sources all the time. She goes, we don't see that with some of those social sites and these independent sources. They have misinformation. Oh, do they? pathetic even when there is no welcome su- welcome wagon shore says the epa says that the state epa come and do the work anyway oh are you not feeling respected are you not feeling like you're getting the, the respect you deserve even when no one's thanking us we do it anyway but you're not though you're lying and you're not testing and you're gaslighting people and you, then you want to whine about not getting respect she reiterates that the federal epa will be in the community until residents feel is satisfied that's I, I don't buy that for a second how is Flint, Michigan working out, right? How are the other locations of these lied about disasters? And right now, they're all attacking you for lying about X, Y, and Z, and you're just going to last it out, apparently. That will include a plan to measure and make sure there's no detection of dangerous chemicals for years to come. Which chemicals, though? We're already catching them lying about everything they're testing for and not testing for dioxins still. Norfolk Railway continues to clean up the site. Shore reports the, ball, the uh, blast the ballast and fill and fill dirt has been laid under the, the track. I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead. I'm realizing I'm short on time. More than 10 million gallons of liquid waste have been removed from the site. Oh, okay. You know, the stuff before they tested, I can't believe they still point that oh, we're moving stuff all over the place. They have still not tested for certain things. And they only even talked about this at the beginning of March. And so they're admitting they moved stuff without knowing what was in it. But you could trust us though. Shore said Norfolk Southern is exploring additional sites that could receive the waste, including some with the advantage of allowing it to be transported by rail. Yeah, did you read that? Norfolk Southern's gonna get paid to move the thing they created. Fantastic. I think things have been working very smoothly, she says. And they're what they and, and 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 they know what they're doing, and it's moving. So everyone in town is absolutely upset. They don't know what's going on. They've been lied to. They're not getting information. And the EPA goes, I think it's moving great. We're doing great, guys. East Palestine City Council recently voted to install a charcoal filter in their water. Right, because charcoal filters can stop PFAS and dioxin? No, no, they can't. Okay, so then you're admitting you still don't care about what the real crux of the problem seems to be. Charcoal filter, as far as I understand it, it can't filter out vinyl chloride, as I don't think. But I'll come back to that. I was looking that up before on a couple of different reasons, but that, don't take me on the word on that. That's off the top of my head. But I remembered thinking, anyway, I shouldn't have even said that, but a lot of times off the top of my head, I believe vinyl chloride, there was something in regard to whether or not these things can be filtered out, even using certain kind of high level filters. But again, the point is that the charcoal filter is not designed to deal with what we know is there. How does that make sense? Mayor Trent Conway said, it's just, it's a, just proactive. Not because you're in danger. It's just to polish the water, he said. Seriously, his main concern right now is finding answers to why some people are still getting sick. We're baffled, guys. We're baffled. It can't be that because we told you it's not, but we don't know why you're still dying and getting sick and driving. This is what gaslighting looks like. Despite monitoring numbers of showing levels of chemicals to be below the level of health concern, that's not what they said, though. The residents continue to report symptoms to the very health clinic that was set up by the companies. The same symptoms that they tell you are supported with these same chemicals. The CDC comes and gets the same symptoms, and we're still baffled. We're so confused. East Palestine is going to be one of the great comeback stories ever. That's the EPA. Not making that up. Right now, there are 49 EPA employees, 37 uh, supported by virtually, additional 30. All these people on the ground, and yet they're still not doing what they're supposed to I just, I just am so blown away by this story, guys. I'm really absolutely shocked. So they're still getting sick. They're still having all the same symptoms, right? Here is the Guardian telling you it's above those safe levels. They know that they don't care. As we showed you, EPA or the CDC goes and gets sick. Seven out of 15. The, CDC, uh, the CNN goes, we don't know. It could be fatigue. Not a joke. Now here's Scott Smith from the ground. Telling you what's actually being found, despite the lies you're being spun by the corporate media. Seen families still dealing with the mess left behind from a derailment two months ago. Some of them have been reporting health concerns in a story you'll see on just one station. Kelly Kennedy takes us inside some of the testing being done to figure out what could be causing people to feel sick.
3: The Murphy family has lived at this home in East Palestine for the past 22 years. They have a farm. Their family's here. They didn't plan on moving. But now, because of this toxic train derailment, they just might. Their family's been sick. Even their horses have been sick. So they had some independent testing done to try to figure out what's really going on.
2: Norfolk Southern, your train may have
0: crashed, but that derailed my life.
3: After two months of living in fear and uncertainty, the Murphys are desperate.
2: It's like prying teeth. We just can't get answers.
0: My vision is blurry. Um, I have almost like cognitive issues where I can't remember stuff. I mean, can you even believe that they're, this is right now and they're still telling them they're crazy? You don't need to see anything else to realize how broken we are in the position we're in. You're, you have vaccine side effects that you can admit they, that they can cause, maybe super, super rare, and then deal with them. You're a, you're a lunatic. It's all in your head. And then, oh, you got long COVID that we can prove is in your head? Nope, that's a real thing, right? Here you are suffering exact symptoms that correlate with what we did. Fake news, and we're going to lie to you left and right. Until, they're just hoping you forget. I had a
2: lot of shortness of breath throat issues.
3: Linda Murphy needed answers. So she went to the doctor. That's when she learned she had vinyl chloride in her urine. According to the CDC, if you ingest vinyl chloride, it should be out of your system within 24 hours.
0: Exactly, guys. And this is the point, which means it's still present, but that it can't be the air. It would dissipate by now. That means it's either in something that she's constantly engaging with or in the water. This is such a bigger problem than anybody's admitting. And yet, half the t- you got half the independent media out there seemingly trying to act like this is all a fake story. Why? I don't know. I'd like to know what it means to Norfolk. What does that mean
2: to you, what you did to me?
3: Since Linda and Russell Murphy live more than two miles away from the derailment site, they didn't qualify for testing. But after two months of unexplained medical symptoms, they called in Scott.
0: All right, so you don't qualify for testing, but it's in your urine. Think about that overlap. Right, so you're supposedly outside the area where it even matters, but it's so concentrated that it's in your urine.
3: Smith, Chief Sustainability Officer at Eco-Integrated Technologies, to do some independent testing.
2: We have found the presence of a broad spectrum of dioxins and other benzene-related chemicals that are typical of oil spills.
3: I met Smith at an EPA resource fair last month. Since the derailment, he's done testing at at least 20 homes. Smith has been in more than 60 disasters. He's working with the EPA and sharing his data.
2: The gutter is a great place to test.
3: The EPA has done some soil testing too. While they
2: EPA around me, everything is about the
3: things safe, yet you think the EPA is saying based off their testing everything's safe, yet your testing is telling a completely different story.
2: My testing is about the presence of the dangerous chemicals. I have a great expert team around me. Of toxicologists, of OSHA experts, and uh, they are coming back and saying these, these are the mere presence of these chemicals is is a concern. You can't find what you don't look for.
0: Yeah, we're being lied to, guys. Simple as that. Simple as that. The environmental, the EPA says levels of cancer-causing chemicals called dioxins are here's the truth similar to typical background levels. That's not what other media other media groups are reporting, that they said it's safe. That's not what they said. They said, well, it's the same as it's already background level. That's the point we keep making. The background level is dangerous. And that's what I think we stumbled into, whether it was by accident or not, that this got exposed, whether PFAS or anything else, they're suddenly going, oh, we all care all of a sudden, while hiding the fact that it is actually damaging. The gap between statements from the EPA and data shared with the public has been a source of frustration. People are still not being told the reality. They find the results are coming next week, they said last week. It find it, it find it outrageous the EPA is making statements without any data to back it up, said Stephen Lester, an expert. Sampling and testing for dioxins is expensive and can be lengthy. Probably why they're not doing it. Dioxins don't break down. It ends up in the food supply. Basically, they're saying the sampling plan only required a very specific area. It, with, they said where visible ash ended up. But the reality is we know that a huge area ended up with ash as well as stuff that was not visible that is still a problem. And yet they all just push this to the side, hide it, don't talk about the reality. I'm going to rush through this. But I talked about this both, both the EPA sending the facilities where they knew it couldn't be dealt with as well as specifically talking about clean harbors. And I recorded both. You can look at it for yourselves. unfortunately, God, I'm so mad I have to rush right now, but I do, guys. I'm going to rush this out. I'll talk about these again, even though I keep putting it in the title. Long COVID, scam. Very clearly. Over and over, I keep pointing this out. This is a new one. This is, one, this is from today. Here is the JAMA Network from March 30th, and the bottom line is, The persistent symptoms and disability that characterize PCC, which is the post-COVID symptoms, are associated with factors other than SARS-CoV-2 infection, including psychosocial factors. Same thing I've been telling you since this, this one from 2021. Same thing. More so about the belief in having COVID than actually having COVID was what they found. More in the belief in having it than actually having it. How many times do we need to see this? This is a game. Your long COVID is a scam, and you're being played, and yet the people getting the injection are getting long COVID. What do you know? Well, Germany just declared the end of it anyway, so I guess it's over, right? Well, no, because people like this that are still getting sick from their shots years ago, who have ruined their careers as a professional pool player, they don't get their lives back. Plenty, 250,000 Americans have died. We have the example of the spiking in excess death everywhere, and despite that, they're okaying a second omicron booster anyway you know because it's all safe and effective despite them having a net a meta analysis finding that it was a net harm but we're going to push it anyway right because trust the science rsv vaccines being pushed and this is johnson and johnson agreeing to pay nine million dollars for baby powder because it caused cancer but don't worry these ones don't cause cancer trust us now until years from now when we admit well yeah it caused cancer here's nine billion dollars rock and roll Well, I'm going to include all this so you guys can look at it. I apologize for the second time now. I'm not able to get to this. But the World Vaccine Congress is a real thing, apparently, and it's being driven right now. It's being grown, and it includes everybody you might expect from Moderna to BARDA to people, ridiculous people like Peter Hotez and the White House and DARPA and everybody else. The World Vaccine Congress, you know, it's all for your safety, despite weirdly not being listed anywhere on Wikipedia, despite being discussed all the way since 2004. That's pretty concerning, isn't it? Oh, well, there's plenty more coming your way, guys. I'm going to rush out of here. I got to make an appointment. But thank you for being here today. More coming your way, as always. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.